0: Good morning, this is our ZBcast. If you're listening to it in the morning, it's good morning. If you're listening to it at night, it's good night. But we welcome you. Uh, My name is Jeff Andrew and I'm joined by Aaron and David. Uh, We are without our good friend and colleague, John. He will not be joining us tonight or this morning, depending on when you're listening to it. Uh, But we are excited to have you listening to us today. Uh, We have an exciting topic that we are going to uh, delve into and hopefully will engage you and help you think a little bit more about the gospel and the kingdom And David is going to bring to us our topic today.
1: I want to talk about the purpose of prayer. I think that that's something that is integral to the Christian life and the Scriptures, and it's certainly the means of communication that God has provided for us to express our desires to Him and also to hopefully receive communication back from Him. But to me, it has become quite a mystery of of God to understand the purpose of prayer and, and exactly how I'm supposed to implement that into my life. And, and the reason for that is I find that a lot of my prayers, I go to God and I ask him for things that I need, that the people in my life are in need of, and, and I feel like these are good and, and righteous desires. But at the same time, I, I, don't, I recognize that the purpose of prayer is not to impose my will upon God. And, and certainly that's not why we go in prayer, is to impose our will on God. But if God is the creator of all and, and, and loves us so much that he wants good for us and has our best interest at heart, then, then, really, should my prayer be that I want so and something to happen to so and so, or should it simply be, God, I pray for Your will to be done? And then, but then, as I move down that, path, as I leave the path of I'm asking for God of things that I want, I move down this path of God, Your will be done. Well, then it doesn't really seem like there's a whole lot of depth to my prayer other than Thy will be done. Thy will be done, and that's Amen. Yeah, I mean, that's the summation of all that we're commanded to do. So that that path doesn't seem all that secure to me as well, and so. The only path that I seem to have found a lot of security in is this idea that, to me, I, I'm, I'm working on it. it's a theory, you know, it's not anything that's set in stone, but I, I, I tend to think that the, the main purpose of prayer is to become a witness of God's work on this earth and to become a, a, an opportunity for us to communicate to God and have Him to communicate with us. And His will is going to be done. Things are going to happen in people's lives. He's going to do good in, in the lives of those whom He chooses bad things are going to happen in this world. That's just a fact of the world. But when we pray to God and when we have a relationship with him, we have an opportunity to see those things and recognize it as God's hand and not as happenstances or coincidences or just uh, as, a, as a ship tossed at sea, you know, where you just have really no direction. So um, I, I, I wonder if that is correct, if if that is the main purpose of prayer. And if it is, then we what does that mean for my prayer life? How should I be approaching God? What should I be praying for, or what shouldn't I be praying for? And I bring this to the podcasting council for its ultimate wisdom. I'm not sure
0: ultimate is the right word.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I think of so many, I mean, my, my brain just goes, starts flickering, you know, as you were talking about, there's so many things pop through my mind. So one of the things that first comes into my mind, though, is that, you know, pray or prayer is almost interchangeable with request. you know so in Old English you know people would go to the king and say, I pray thee blah, blah 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 they would be asking for something And so you know when I talk when I think about praying, I am in my mind very literally going to God saying I'm asking for this. I'm, I want my will but I also then would say you know the second thing that comes to my mind is that in order for me to have faith, I believe very strongly in needing to know what God's will is, and or to have some testimony back from Him that, yes, I will grant this, and then I can step forward in faith and confidence in that. But um, So, you know, I, 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 don't, I cannot think of a time that I have said, you know, God, just Thy will be done. For me, that's not very meaningful, and so I, I don't go down that path very often. I mean, sometimes if I can't figure it out, I'll just say, all right, God, this is what I want. Uh, but you know, if if you want your will, and if it's, this isn't your will, please let me know. But I but I earnestly desire to just know His will and to have a an assurance from Him. Either yes, what I've asked for will be granted, or no, and then I can you know adjust my my desires.
1: So would you agree or disagree with that? My statement that the primary purpose is to become aware of God's will. I mean is that. What,
2: uh, so, yes and no. I mean, so I would say that, I wouldn't say the purpose of prayer is to become familiar with His will. I would say that prayer becomes effectual when you know His will. But it seems to me that the purpose of prayer is to communicate to God what I want and to to make requests of that.
1: Right. I have this image that sometimes in my mind I feel like I treat God like a a, a universal vending machine. I go in, I pop in my quarters of prayer time or study time or do I've done what you told me to do. And now I've come to cash in on, on that. And that just seems wrong so far off and so wrong. Um, And and it particularly bothers me when I teach my kids to pray. uh, The majority of our prayers is praying for people and asking. And and that's, you know, I, I think it's good that we teach our kids to pray for others. It's, it's a selfless idea. We go before God on behalf of others and become intercessors for them. But if the sum total of their prayer is God please this, please that, please that, we haven't acknowledged him. We haven't. We it's still been a very much a this is what I want type of prayer. So I, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that.
0: I've been at services where we've asked people to um, offer different types of prayer. I mean, asking one person to say, I offer just a prayer of praise, mm-hmm. um, and another person to offer a prayer of um, thanksgiving, or or at times also a prayer for a specific need or other needs. And so I. I don't know, I think, in my mind, one of the primary purposes of prayer is just to grow closer to God. And um, because there's times where you can just have a prayer that you're just really thankful for something. Mm -hmm. And so you're just appreciating, your, just sharing your thanks and…
1: Would you agree that the prayers that are offered when we're so thankful, do you think those happen as often as those prayers when we need something? I mean, when are you more likely to go to God in prayer? Not necessarily you, but your average Christian.
0: Well, I think I think many people are going to go, and they're going to they're gonna be a whole lot more fervent when they have a, when they have a need. Right. Um, but I think that's part of that's part of why you try to pray regularly is so that there are times when when things are good, you're you're have, you're still in the in the mode of praying regularly, so you're praying when you're thankful. Mm-hmm. So you're not just praying when you have a need thrust upon you. Right.
2: You know, I do think that in our common vernacular, despite what you know I, how I view what the word pray should mean, in our common vernacular, we we tend to say, well, prayer is just talking to God. and And in that definition, we should talk to God all the time, mm. and that talking to God it should be about growing closer to God. Although, I mean, we have you know record of people who talked with God who were, you know maybe a little defiant. And so, the, for them, it didn't necessarily draw them closer. Maybe it it made them a little bit more at a standoff. And but so in my you know the way I think of things, that's more like just meditating or communing with God. But um, and I definitely see see that there's a there needs to be more of that, perhaps, than of the requests. Yeah. Uh, so I, and I I do see that that the purpose of those is to draw closer to God.
1: Do you think if, if prayer is a communication, were you disagreeing or agreeing that prayer is a way to talk to God?
2: Uh, in the common vernacular, I agree that that is a way to talk to God.
1: We grow closer to Him. We, we learn to communicate with Him. Yet my prayers are largely, largely, largely my talking. My prayer time is consumed with my expressing my ideas. And, and I, I, I may be out I'm not, I'm putting this on anyone else, but
0: I don't do a very good job of listening. I think that's probably. I think that's universal. I think. I mean, I would. Say, I would imagine the majority of people have the same thing going on. Because as soon as I get quiet
1: and I try and stay still, you go to sleep. If 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 my head's on the pillow, yes, <laughs> or you you just start wandering. My, yeah, my mind's gone. I'm. That's you really know, A
0: minute later, I'm on something else. It's very hard to just reflect and allow the Lord to speak to you and to meditate.
1: Any, I mean, have, are there any good tools or is this will turn into a self help self help
0: podcast? There's
2: <laughs> nothing wrong with that.
0: I don't know. We all need self help. I mean, I think. I mean, one thing I've done in the past is just singing him in my mind. That keeps me met, that keeps me in the in the right, at least from my mind. My yeah. mind's not wandering to. Yeah. Football or something, right? I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not thinking about work or right. know, a ton of other other concerns that have. That I'm not going to be able to hear God. I right. Mean, um, I mean, we just can't shut the mind off. No, and so there's always
1: matter. going to be something in your mind. Yeah. And so I, I like the idea of putting something there that still offers an opportunity for God to speak and to direct and to guide. And, you know, the Holy Spirit's referred to as that still small voice. And so um, I think in, in so many times it's in those quiet moments that we learn to understand and recognize that Holy Spirit. And then we can take that into other portions of our lives and, and see it in times when. Mm-hmm. Lock may be a little bit more chaotic. Yeah,
2: you know, I think it's. I don't know who first said this, and so I, I can't claim this is insightful of my own. But I've heard it said, and I recognize that it seems to be true that you can't just say, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to meditate for the next five minutes." You know, and suddenly you turn off, you know, yeah. all noises, and you go off by yourself, and all right, God, I'm going to listen to you right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's your your brain just can't detach from everything that it was doing five minutes ago you almost have to give your yourself time to unwind so that then your mind can remain focused on a certain subject or to you know focus it intentionally with maybe scriptures or songs or whatever else uh, so I think it's it's important to recognize how our, our mind works on that and, and and set up the environment so that we, yeah. we can meditate
1: yeah, it's very much like at the end of the night when I'll go in and wrestle with my kids and tickle them and get them tanked up and run around the house, and then all of a sudden you can't expect them to just lay down in bed and and shut it off and and go to sleep. But I think my mind works the same way. I go through my day, I doing this, that, and everything else, and then all of a sudden you don't just you don't just stop.
2: Yeah, and likewise, two minutes after I roll myself out of bed, I'm not going to be in a, the right frame of mind to have a deep conversation with God. Right. I mean, I need to. I need to have my two apple pies and diet coke first.
1: <laughs> that is your your preparatory. Yes. Preparatory it's meal. Much
2: better than fasting for me. <laughs> oh.
1: Okay. oh what? This is not condoned by Zainab. No. <laughs> the opinions expressed here are responsible responsible solely to the person who expresses them.
2: I didn't say that I was that nobody should fast.
1: <laughs> ay ay ay. Um, but prayer, I think the deeper you get into it, prayer is, is quite a mystery. I guess it's simple in some sense, but it's also quite a
0: mystery. I get, fr- I I personally get frustrated when all we do is pray for physical needs of people. Yeah. Because there are, I mean, our spiritual needs and the spiritual needs of those we know are so vast. But I think, I don't know if there's something about it, about not wanting to offend somebody that makes us more reluctant to pray for spiritual needs. Mm-hmm. Um it's easy. We don't.
1: It's it's harder to see them
0: come to fruition. It is, but they, I mean, I mean, I mean I, it, it's like I mean, you don't want to. I think the balance is whether you're you don't want to be backbiting because I'm. Th- I mean, all three of us know people who are going sp- through spiritual problems. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's easy. I mean, it's e- I mean, that, those are, we we could tick off a list of names. Yeah, that are that are people that are have cancers of the soul as much as people have had cancers of the body. But we look at those as being self inflicted. They're, yeah. making,
2: they're making choices.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean we don't need to pray for them. I mean, no, but I mean, the, saints, the, the saints prayed and fasted for Alma and the four sons of Mosiah. It's true. I wonder what they thought of that. I don't know. I mean, but they, I mean, they, I mean, they prayed diligently for them. Yeah. And versus us, we pray about Uncle Louis's broken hip, which is. I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for that, um, but that's. I mean, we tend, I mean, our, our prayer services tend to be, I mean, very much focused on physical needs. Yeah. And all that does is lead us to a whole new list next week. Yeah, the next group of people who are sick. Yeah. Oh, Uncle Millie's still in the still in the hospital. <laughs> oh, yes, David.
1: I want to meet all these uncles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Louie and Aunt Millie. I
1: want, I want to keep talking about this so I can <laughs> see get get to more. Do some more of your relatives. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, Cousin Vinny? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's my cousin
2: <laughs> One of the things I think about when I think about praying for somebody else, you know, we want somebody to be converted, right? We'll we'll pray, God, would you go convert to this person? But I wonder sometimes, is that the right prayer? Because, you know, even in the case of the Sons of Mosiah and Alma, we see that it, it was effectual, but there was really no guarantee that Alma and the Sons of Mosiah would be converted.
0: There's no guarantee that... Uncle Louis' broken hip's gonna get fixed either. No, I know, but See, that's the kicker. You know, I mean,
1: uh, your question is is exactly right. the The prayer was that it was an effectual, fervent prayer for Alma and the sons of Mosiah because that was God's will. Well, it was it. I don't know. Oh, I'm I, so I'm
0: not, lost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think
1: I, I, God, I don't know. God's them. will is for all men to follow
0: Him. It is. But, but were there people praying for Judas? For sure. And what of their prayers? Well, Judas' acts were so sudden that I mean, it's not like I mean, it's not like I mean. Alma on the Sons of Mosiah, their acts were spread over probably years. Okay. Versus... So versus the
2: stubborn, rebellious person has a better chance of getting saved than the person who just goes off the deep end tomorrow?
0: No, I'm not the saying... The passionate I, person. I, I, I think I think they have a better chance for people to offer prayers for him just because of the amount of time that... I mean, because the time between Judas' betrayal and him hanging himself. It's a pretty small window.
2: But, you know, what actually happened with the Sons of Mosiah was not that the people's prayer were... If the prayer was that they be converted. It's not that they were their prayer was answered, that they were converted. Mm-hmm. What was happened was a choice was put before them and said, You better convert or you're gonna be destroyed. We're not gonna let basically our guy just says, I'm I'm gonna answer their prayer and not let you continue the way you are. You make it a choice, either convert or be destroyed.
0: Well, but that means that God always gives us agency. I mean he, he gives people a choice, but he I mean I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are, if they were given that choice, would probably say, okay, I'll, yes, you, you win. First, yeah. I mean, obviously, when you look at Laman and Lemuel, they didn't. I mean, they, they decided that, oh, no, we want to keep going because we're idiots, I guess. Because, I mean, I, I can't imagine the amount of miracles that they saw and they st- still, I mean, went the way they went. So the, the right prayer
1: is the prayer that's according to God's will. Yet when we open our mouths to pray... We're throwing darts in the dark. I mean, we really don't, 99 times out of 100, we don't know what God's will is, yet we we don't know for we sure. begin to pray for whatever.
2: I think it's very important for us to start by saying, God, this is kind of what I want. Is this in line with your will, or what do you want? And then have that pause or that time for meditation to, to get a firm idea what is it that God wants. What if
1: you did it just the opposite, though? What if you took the time and offered, God, we want to know your will— and now we want
0: to begin to pray for these things. Well, I mean, I, different people have a different ability to discern God's answer. So, if I mean, it's possible that you might ask that, what is your will? And You may never know. And, yeah. And so, yeah, you never pray again? I would hope not. Well,
2: and besides, almost, I mean, to say that I'm never going to voice my desires, and I'm only going to ask for what God's will is, would be to kind of take away who we are i mean it's to say i have no personality and my desires are of no worth when actually i believe very much that god values our desires he wants to know what is it you want and sometimes that you know there's like four or five things that are within the scope of his will and you got to if you pick one of those five good for you and, but you could pick one that's outside of that and maybe that's not he's gonna say i'm sorry that's that's not part of my will
1: well, sure, and you know we're we're tiptoeing right along the debate of God's sovereignty versus man's agency, and and whether those two can co and how those two coexist, not whether they can, but how they do. And I think prayer is
0: kind of mixed in with that. Well, I think prayer is mixed in with that, but there's times where God's answered prayers and done things He didn't want. I don't think God ever does anything He doesn't want. Well, I and uh, he, he gave he, Israel he, a he king. He gave Israel a king when that's not what He wanted. Oh, uh, He allows things permissive permissively. Yeah. He allowed he he consecrated a king when he didn't think it was good to have a king. Oh, but the people ask. I just don't like the. Idea. You, well, the, do you hear your words though? That I God my, does I, things that He doesn't I, want. I hear my words, but I also You're okay read with the those. scriptures. I get that. I, I, yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I mean, He answered a prayer. The people said, "Please give us a king." He said, "I don't think you should have a king, but here's your king."
2: I think He says you shouldn't have a king. They said, "We want a king." You shouldn't have a king. We want a king. You shouldn't have a king, but here it is.
1: How is it they communicated with him so clearly? Yet, we don't.
2: Not everybody then did, but there were prophets then that did.
1: The, the prophets went back to the people and said, "He doesn't." I mean, I can see how this plays out, but I feel like we offer a lot of prayers and we don't, you know, we don't get anything close to an answer like that. No, mm-hmm. I agree. I'm, and how in a world do a people, when if they were to get a message and truly believe that it's of God, He doesn't want this. I'm done. You know, how, how do they not
2: come to that conclusion? They, they might doubt that it was really a response from God they might not. maybe
0: I mean we're getting the record the
1: yeah, record well, that's they, given to us is, is the people that believed in God's word and
0: well, and plus we we look I mean our lenses are it's very easy to look at things 2020 when you know, the scope of history but I mean at the time they were they were a, a small group of people mm-hmm. who were surrounded by everybody that had a strong king or we I mean at least we suppose that's probably the case and so they thought hey we need a king to help lead us to help keep us safe against all these other groups they didn't I mean so it's I, I don't think they were right to want a king necessarily, but in their in the context of the where where they were living, time and space, that that's what they concretely thought was going to be the best way to help protect them.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. well, we don't we do the same thing, you know. There's many things that God says I want you to do this, and we're like, nah, I don't I don't want to do that.
1: That's true. So I sit here and say I'd never do something that I knew was contrary to God's will, and I do it daily. I'm such a hypocrite.
2: We knew that. I appreciate you having
1: me here tonight. Pray for me. That's God's
2: way. I feel more comfortable if we're going to pray for somebody's spiritual needs to pray that God act in their life. But I, I feel uncomfortable saying, God, would you go convert this person? Because that well, feels like I, taking away their agency. See,
0: I'm, not, I'm not even talking about acts of conversion. I'm talking about members that, that we know who are struggling with things. I mean... I mean, the very membership that we're praying for their broken hip and whatever, or their dentures that won't stay in, or whatever it is we're praying for. We have people have just this many in the church spiritual issues they're going through. Mm-hmm. What is the proper
1: prayer for someone? That God reveal Himself to them? That God convince them that they're wrong? That well, they well, be well,
0: convicted? I or? mean, I try to, I mean, oftentimes my prayer for myself and others is that better understand the Lord's will for them in their lives. Doesn't mean that they're going to have to follow it, but I just—I mean, I mean, I, the people have their agency to choose to follow the, the Lord's will. But I think that's—I mean, I, I tend to—that's pr- my prayer for people. That's my prayer for myself to better understand the Lord's will for me in my life. I, I think that my focus—it doesn't make me
1: ride over you. But my focus is typically that I feel like I usually know what I'm supposed to be doing, and most people do know what they're supposed. My prayer is often that people have the resolve
0: to act out on those convictions. And now am I infringing on their agency? Well, oh, having the reason—I don't. Think you're not. think You're not saying make them do it. Yeah, you're helping. Know, you're saying please give them the strength. Grant them the strength to do the right.
2: Well, and if there are times when people think, "Oh, well, what I'm doing isn't so harmful," you know, so maybe they they recognize maybe it's not the best thing, but it's not, they think it's not the worst thing either. And so maybe what's helpful for you know that person is for them to realize the the effects of what they're doing.
1: Sure. I think a lot of times our prayer life reflects our own personalities, Our own, we see our own shortcomings, we know what. I mean, just yesterday I was at a a memorial service and was really convicted by what was spoken, and I knew there were things that I needed to begin doing, and I resolved sitting right there in that pew that I was going to be more diligent that day before the sun went down, yet the remainder of my day was filled with some fellowship with friends, uh, doing stuff with my family, uh, watching a basketball game, and my head hit the pillow and I, I had not done any of those things that if you'd asked me, Sitting in that church that day, was I going to be diligent? I said, absolutely. And yet, my conviction lasted all of thirty minutes. And that, you know, I don't, I don't know how to get beyond that. But the, you know, turn that's, off that's, the
2: TV. I mean, if you hadn't watched the football, that's true. That's true.
1: So, what I mean, would life be like without television? That could be a future topic. Life without television? Oh, there'd be or some fun.
2: There'd be some fun. That'd be fun topic. Well, will so, uh, internet internet's just crazy talk but <laughs> <laughs> television yeah well hopefully uh,
0: we've had a, a fun discussion hopefully it made you think about your pro-life a little bit better and the purpose of it and the purpose of it and what you should do with it and if you have any thoughts or ideas please feel free to contact us at any of our first names uh, the email addresses would be jeff at zionbound.com or david at or Aaron at zionbound.com or John ZionBound.com you want to say, John, please don't ever miss again because these guys are kooks. Maybe John will write in and tell us what he thinks. So maybe so.
2: he'll read
0: his own letter on
1: the air because he will be back next time. It'll be sweet.
2: Well I pray that until we are together at last in Zion that we remain <laughs> Zion bound. <laughs> <laughs>